there is something that was said last week, and I'll quote from the State Journal story. One of several factors that contributed to last month's flood was that Madison storm sewers aren't equipped with caps that can be closed to prevent high river or lake levels from forcing water into streets, a persistent problem after the August 20th rain, Parisi said. I'm not saying that to lay blame at anyone's feet. There are very, very few cities that have the elaborate pumping systems to close off storm sewers. Those are cities that are basically underwater. And what we're talking about would be an expenditure in the tens of millions of dollars to deal with a problem, the nature of a thimble, when our problem is a giant bathtub. In addition, even if you had the pumps, you can't magically make the water disappear. Now let me just demonstrate. If this is Lake Mendota, and this is a storm sewer, and notice that the level of the lake is higher than that of the storm sewer, and more water is added, it's not that bad. Well, we're going to have to wait a moment for the water pressure to force the air out of the system. But as the lake goes up from the heavy rains, you can see what happens here as the water fills the storm sewer. So that's one option in terms of the result. And then you get the displacure, the displacement as the water overflows into the street. Now, what we could do is follow the county's advice and cap the sewer. And then that happens. So, why don't we get down to practical solutions? There's one practical solution to this problem, and it's easily within our grasp. And that is to lower the level of the lakes. It's that simple. Any high school student knows it from its physics, the physics class. Now let's run through some numbers. The summer maximum is 850.1 feet. The summer minimum is 849.6 feet. On August 20th, the lake was not at the maximum of 850.1. It was at 851.02. It was almost a foot over the maximum and it was 1.42 feet over the minimum. Get the lakes down to the allowable law by get the lakes down to the level allowable by law. And we're already halfway there to solving the problem and there probably would not have been any flooding. Now, the question is 
can that be done on a regular basis? There are two pinch points in the lake system. One is where the water flows out of Lake Monona through Monona Bay. There we've got two problems. One at the upper end of that section, which is weeds. And we've been doing weed harvesting on these lakes at least for 50 years. Keep the weeds out of that area so they don't create friction with the water. The second may need a little bit of work at that end, and that's the railroad trestle. But certainly, keeping the weeds can be done throughout the year as long as the waters are open. There's another reason to harvest the weeds. You get the phosphorus out. You don't harvest the weeds, you not only have the problem of the friction created, but then when the weeds die, they drop to the bottom of the lake, and the phosphorus in them refertilizes the next crop. So weed harvesting not only accomplishes the flow of the water, makes the lakes better for our enjoyment, but it also means you're removing phosphorus that might fertilize the next crop. The other pinch point is much further to the south, and that's around the dam in the Stoughton area. Now, we had a Ahara River Lakes group back around 2012. I know that there's been a letter circulated calling for that to be done again, and the answer is no. We're not going through that charade. We're not going through that nonsense again. And let me be clear about this. Scott Walker's DNR, after a very strong letter had been written a couple years earlier from Madison Mayor Dave Cheslevich and from additional pressure that our administration put on, created a group, Yahara Lakes Study Group, 22 people. I won't go through all the representation, but I'll just tell you this much. Two people represented the 250,000 people in the city of Madison. There were three representatives from the marinas alone. Three marinas had more representation when it came time to voting than 250,000 people in this city. We're not going through that nonsense. We're not going to participate in a charade like that. We're not going to be used in that circumstance. Here's what we are going to do. We are going to revisit the present and past scientific engineering studies on the lakes. There's plenty of information. It is there. We are going to convene a work group of engineers and staff from the county, the city, and the private sector, and we are going to reinforce the data and the evidence that's already there so that we can get a submission to the DNR 
as to what ought to be done to lower the lakes at least another foot. In the meantime, the county has to make a commitment, and I have not heard it. The county needs to make a commitment that they are going to go to 849.6 feet, the summer minimum, and do everything that's presently physically in their power to get there. Next. In terms of longer range analysis, we are going to have to deal with a multitude of issues that go beyond the mechanics of lowering the lake, Lake Mendota, and harvesting the weeds. We're going to have to deal with the problem of the rail trestle. We're going to have to deal with the problem of the dam in Stoughton. And that is something that can then be taken to a proper study group that are not controlled by special interests appointed by Scott Walker's DNR. Now, we've got a real simple choice here. Tens of millions of dollars of flooding or some inconvenience in terms of the boating community. I know which side I'm coming down on. And I expect leaders in the county and the state government to do the same. Now, I want to go back to August 20th because the county letter on this matter conflates two problems. I said to you over the last month that we are going to go slowly in how we approach this so we get it right. There was a single storm August 20th. It set up two separate independent problems, the physics of which have nothing to do with one another other than the fact that they were derived from the same storm. The flooding that took place east of the capital, along Brittingham, along Brittingham Bay, in Monona, along the Ahara River, and those neighborhoods on the east side. That is a result of the lake levels. And I think I've addressed to a great degree what we can do in that regard. The problems that occurred west of the square, the problems that occurred west of the square, which are over two dozen incidents, the most significant of which, and I might point out, Anybody's property who's, anybody's property gets flooded finds it significant. But the largest ones were University Avenue, which has been flooding at least since the 1950s. The retention basin with the soccer fields across from Memorial High School. McKenna Boulevard. And again, a couple of dozen other areas on the west side and all of what happened from Middleton to Cross Plains to Black Earth was flash flooding. That was flash flooding 
it had nothing to do with Lake Mendota's uh, level. We've had several major storms over the last three years, and this obviously was the most serious one. City Engineering is going to examine every one of these drainage areas, and in every instance, we are going to come up with the best possible engineering solution. There's going to be a process of the engineering solution, getting public approval, then working on the specific design, and then construction. So it could take several years, and it's going to impact the city's borrowing capacity. Now, in some instances, we're already working on the problem. We have in uh, the 2019 capital budget a recommendation regarding the McKenna Boulevard area. However, given the rain which occurred on August 20th, which occurred after that budget was prepared, we are probably going to have to go back and during the course of the next year make amendments because there will probably be some recommended changes in terms of the engineering and, and we're going to make sure that we've got the capacity to handle not a 100-year flood every few years, but a 500-year flood. At one point some time ago, there was a proposal, and, and we've had several different uh, approaches to the University Avenue flooding, some of which we've, we've uh, implemented already. But there was a proposal to further alleviate it by creating a drainage flow from the University Avenue area, Midvale Boulevard, to Highland, by putting a storm sewer through Shorewood under the Blackhawk Country Club to Lake Mendota. That was rejected we will begin discussions with Shorewood, which suffered extensive damage uh, as a result of the storm, about the possibility of updating those engineering plans and seeing whether or not they would be agreeable to this approach, which may be the only solution uh, for University Avenue. And again, all of the other areas, some of which are only the equivalent of, of, of a city block will be reviewed and we will have recommendations. FEMA. FEMA has collected the data about damage in the county. For the city of Madison itself, we estimate approximately $4 million of damage to publicly owned property. That's the property that's public that the city's responsible for. We estimate close to $13 million of damage to private property. And in that case, uh, the process is FEMA through uh, Dane County Emergency Management. It is a slow process. It's a process that requires documentation. We strongly recommend that people take photographs uh, and, and, and careful records of, of all the damage that's, that's occurred. 
sandbags. For the time being, keep your sandbags in place. There will be a time, hopefully, that we will implement our plan to collect the sandbags, recycle those that are uh, that sand that's reusable. But for the time being, as long as the lake levels are as high as they are, keep your sandbags in place. They may stay in place through the winter. That means additional issues in regards to where to place garbage cans and also for sandbags that are in areas where people have to either plow plow sidewalks or driveways, uh, there's going to be some challenges. If you're worried about the grass under the sandbags, it's already toast. So uh, you might as well learn, learn, learn to live with your sandbags. I hope it's not a permanent uh, part of the Madison landscape, but it will be for the indefinite future. Uh, if no changes are made in regards to these lake levels, and we get another downpour as we did on August 20th, it's simply a matter of time until the flooding is substantially worse than it was this past month. That August 20th storm was followed by multiple storms. We saw what it did from Baraboo to Reedsburg in, in the days following our August 20th event. And if that particular storm half of which went to the south and half of which had gone to the went to the north had come over Madison and more directly into our water basement basin uh, we'd, we'd still be canoeing um, we believe if the federal government uh, declares a disaster area we have met the minimum financial uh, requirements in terms of damage. Again, for the private sector, most of that is going to be in the form of the uh, loans, which are limited at $35,000. Obviously, uh, everyone should check to see uh, that they've got flood insurance for this kind of event. United Way 211 is still collecting data and is providing us uh, the numbers that we use for our submissions. FEMA will eventually establish a field office in Dane counties and homeowners will work directly with, with FEMA. The city is not involved in part of that process. Uh, I mentioned flood insurance. I'd also add to it sewer backup insurance, water infiltration insurance, or whatever your insurance carrier calls it. Anybody who's doing home remodeling, particularly work on their basements, should have their contractor 
provide them plans for flood mitigation, particularly if they reside in any of the uh, heavily stricken areas. I think I've pretty well covered it. Uh, one more thing. One more thing. The flooding has closed the bike path uh, under East Washington Avenue at the Ohio River. We've got a lot of school children on the Lapham side of East Washington, the north side, who go back and forth to the south side for, uh, for school. We're encouraging those students to cross East Washington at Baldwin. For the time being, we've made adjustments to the traffic controls to provide more protection for pedestrians at that location. And Madison Police is working uh, diligently to provide some additional crossing guards, which unfortunately, uh, we don't have sufficient staff. And we may be looking for other assistance in coming weeks in regards to that. But for the time being, if you're a parent who's got a kid uh, who's crossing back and forth over East Washington, again, Baldwin Street with the light and with the protections there uh, is what we advise. So with that, uh, there's no charge for tuition for today's physics lesson. Questions? Yes. So what's wrong with the railroad trussle and what happens in it, it It partially acts as a dam. Partially acts as a dam. So the effort would be to have it not actually the dam? Well, redesign it so it provides less of an obstruction. So is it allowing too much water into Monona Bay that can't get back out? Or no, it's the, 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 the water is flowing from Monona. Is this map big enough? Yeah. It flows down through here. The rail trestle is here, and that's blocking the flow. And the weed problem is in here. Oh, okay. Got it. Um, what are your concerns about the rain expected for this week? Well, as long as as long as she keeps it to an inch or two or less, we'll be all right. So once the ground is frozen, I mean, aren't... We have serious problems. If we don't get the lake levels down by November and December, we start getting frost, and then instead of a 20-inch uh, snowfall this winter, we get a 100-inch snowfall. We will have more serious problems when things melt in the spring. And that's why we're telling you, at least for the time being, hang on to your sandbags. Now, that could change. Uh, that can change if we don't get a lot of rain for the next two and a half months and if uh, the frost doesn't set in too deep in, in December. So the winter levels for Lake Mendota are... I mean, they're significantly lower than the summer minimum, right? Uh, it's not there. Well, the, the winter levels are diff is different, but this is the summer, and that's when the crisis occurred. And, 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 and here's what it comes down to. If you're running a pier 50 feet out into the lake, 
and the lake level drops a foot and a half, as you bring your boat to the pier, it's going to scrape bottom. And that's not good for the boats, and the boaters aren't happy. So, two things happen. First, the DNR, under considerable pressure from the boating community, sets the levels as high as they are. And secondly, the county doesn't even keep them to what is supposed to be the maximum, but it exceeds it. Now, if the level was brought down to the minimum, what would have to happen is people would have to spend more money if they have the right to extend their pier so that your boat wouldn't scrape bottom. I happen to think extending the pier, whatever the cost for all those piers is, is a much more rational decision than $10 million of flooding and loss of life. Well, loss of life was not associated with the lake level, so. But the dangers it has posed. That's what this is all about. And that's why they appointed this last study group with 22 people. And I sent a member of the city council to represent the mayor's office. Rob was the second person representing the city. And for starters, three marinas. And then they voted. So those three marine owners had more votes than 250,000 people. 240,000 was their population at the time. So what I, uh, um, in terms of the voting community, though, it seems like they, maybe I just don't know the right people, but it seems like they'd be a very small minority of people affected by the lake levels. So why, why they are a very influential group. I, I can remember back in the 70s and the 60s when it was proposed that we use Aquathol to kill the weeds along the shorelines. And I thought that from an environmental standpoint, there was nothing to discuss. You don't use Aquathol. Uh, you, f- you rake, you harvest, and yet at times they did convince Madison City Councils to apply Aquathol. And by the way, I completely overlooked the environmental implications of all this. We lower those lakes. We are going to do a significant job in terms of preserving the wetlands. Right now we're faced with the possibility that large bogs, acres in size, because of the rising water, are going to break loose. And they are an important part of the filtration system. Um, and, and environmentalists have been advocating alongside us for years for that reason to lower the lake levels. So what can the county do right away that you think would address your concerns? The immediate thing would be to continually harvest as much weed material as possible and then keep the steady flow out of Lake Mendota into Monona. But again, you can only let the water 
9,500 cubic feet per second, you can only let that water into Monona at a rate that can be absorbed because Monona is still close to record high levels. Um, but that gets to the point, you know, if this had been done from the beginning of the spring, I don't think we'd be in this problem to have this problem today. And what you're talking about is, is going towards the lower end of the range? That the Get to the minimum. Yes. 1.4 feet lower than it was at the time of, of the flood August 20th. Do you have any inkling of if the federal government will declare a disaster area? And do you have a timeline? No, that's, that's cannot predict the federal government in either the Trump or the Walker administrations. I'm a master of science, but not of science, not what's the word I want. I can't forecast the future. I do want to thank my high school physics teacher because mm -hmm. I distinctly remember all the fun we had with this experiment. Of course, in that case, he had a lot more beakers and a lot more uh, colored waters to make it interesting. So what can... You talked about what the county can do and you mentioned that the city is going to start um, looking into how to mitigate these. Yeah, we shouldn't, and, and one of the things we shouldn't do is get sucked into another one of these Yahara Lake study groups, which will then be the tool that the DNR will use to ignore us or, or to say we had a study group and the study group recommended, you know, raising the lake 47 feet or whatever nonsense they'll do. What immediate actions can the city Immediate take? actions. The immediate actions are keep the water flowing out of Mendota as fast as you can without flooding the isthmus, without flooding uh, the bay, without flooding this sector down here, and then keep all of this free of weeds so it will exit as fast as it can. That isn't to say that these folks don't have problems down here. There's a lot of pier damage from high water on Lake Wapisa. And again, you can't see it. But in this area through here, we've got other impediments. And, and that is where, we, you know, as we are going to look at all the engineering necessary uh, that's achievable, to deal with these major areas in the city that were flooded as, as a result of the flash flooding, the county has to work with all of these communities to relieve the volume of water. Because, you know, every one of these narrow places is a choke point, and that includes the dam in Stoughton. And no, no municipality by itself can afford to do this. This is, this is, this is, this is why we... I must make a point. This is why we have government. 
you know, for those people who, who say get rid of government, you know, that great Grover Norquist quote where he wanted to shrink it to the size where he could drown it in a bathtub, which is a rather interesting analogy under the circumstances. We've got to work together. We've got to work together to solve this problem. There's going to be people who have no property endangered from the flash flooding who are going to share in the cost of fixing this problem. There's going to be people who have no interest in property around the lakes who are going to pay. But that's the way government works because of our collective responsibility.